Hello and welcome everybody to the first ever D1 Sports Medicine Podcast. Um, today we hope to kind of tell you a little bit about who we are, what we do. Um, my name is Ryan Hewling. I'm a physical therapist with D1 Sports Medicine. Uh, I've been with these guys about two years. Uh, joining me and hosting today is Thomas Loper. Uh, Thomas, you want to say hello? Hello everybody. Uh, I'm a regional director here at D1. Been here about three years. All right. We've also, uh, the way it's going to kind of work um, in the future as well is we hope to kind of have a roundtable discussion, bring in some guests, kind of talk a little bit about current trends and topics, um, what's going on in the sports medicine world um, in general, um, bring in some user feedback, some questions, so on and so forth. Um, today, we want to get in uh, two of the most important guests, uh, two of the founders of D1 um, and kind of who we are and what we do. Uh, the first one is Adam Curley, who is a therapist with us kind of from the get-go, and I'll let him kind of take it from there and tell about himself a little bit. Yeah, thanks, Ron. It's so great to be here and um, just so appreciative of, of uh, uh, the process and, and uh, how we have come to, to this point and, and this day. A um, uh, little brief history about me, uh, you know, former athlete. I guess you could say I've got probably a pretty uh, similar story to a lot of therapists out there. Uh, lived it, um, had some uh, some injuries growing up. One uh, the most substantial uh, my senior year of, of uh, football, uh, running back a kickoff, uh, caught a helmet to the arm, uh, pretty nasty break, required some surgery. Uh, was a was a baseball guy, um, and uh, with baseball season coming shortly. Uh, needed some uh, uh, some some physical therapy intervention uh, to uh, to keep my life on the the track that uh, that, that matched my goals. So um, uh, that that set the tone uh, for the rest. Uh, started me in the profession, and uh, was just so fortunate to uh, have some some great experiences and and great opportunities along the way. Uh, Started uh, clinics and and fitness facilities and uh, collegiate athletic training rooms and and just had some some great people to learn with uh, managed therapy and orthopedic groups uh, and health systems so um, just able to uh, uh, have a, a good diversity and and all of those things uh, prepared me to to be able to uh, tackle uh, D1 when when the opportunity came along and and uh, um, very, very thankful for that. So, uh, physical therapist, um, athletic trainer, uh, strength and conditioning specialist as uh, my background, and um, yeah. just super excited to be able to uh, uh, implement those into to what we've been able to create with D1. Very good, very good. Greg, you want to come in and kind of tell a little bit about yourself as well, uh, kind of how, how you got here and so on and so forth. Sure. Uh, Greg Perry, I am the uh, president of D1 Sports Medicine. And I'll start off by saying uh, Adam has been a little bit modest there. Um, Adam is, uh, could, could probably have talked uh, about another hour about himself and uh, what he's done. It's not over and, yet. Uh, well, this, this is true. Good point. Good point. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we can record for eight hours, right? So, uh, but I'm, I'm sure I'll we'll get brief. into it. I'm sure we'll get into it here in a little bit. But Adam uh, laid a lot of the groundwork and framework for what is our company today and uh, you know, we've had a lot of great people 
contribute to that, um, but it, it all started with uh, with Adam. So uh, you know, we'll dive into that. But uh, but he'll be, he'll be modest talking about it. So so we'll uh, we'll we'll have to give him credit for it. So but uh, but anyway, uh, I, I digress. Uh, back to me. So I am a physical therapist. Uh, I a little bit like uh, Adam's story as well, but kind of funny, a little bit opposite in how my recovery took place. Um, you know, athlete as well, just like all of us on this call. Um, you know, I thought, uh, like every kid growing up in the South, you know, I was going to play professional sports in some capacity. Mine was baseball. Um, got injured, uh, you know, just a, what you think is a little simple, nothing, hand, finger injury. And until you find out when you go to the doctor that it's broken in three places and, you know, a tendon torn. And then you go have surgery. And then you go to therapy. And uh, this story is really funny. It could go on a long time. So during my second week of therapy, my physician goes to jail for arson, for burning his building down. So, <laughs> so phenomenal story. This could be a whole other podcast episode <laughs> if I would like to do that. Um, so now I have no doctor, and because I, I guess I do have a doctor, but I'd have to go to the county jail to see him. I have no office to go to, and I have no records. So because they've been burned in the fire, and he oh, said, oh, "So um, awesome." But uh, as you guys can see, if you look real close here, you see, you know, my finger doesn't really work like it should. Well, my therapist. All of us on this call are therapists. If you break this bone in three places and then you stare, tear your extensor tendon, what's the one thing you don't do? You don't do this. What did he have me doing? A whole lot of this. <laughs> so I popped the, the repair back loose. I didn't know it. I was a 16-year-old kid thinking I'm going to be, you know, the next, you know, Brian Sandberg or something, you know. So... Uh, I can't, I'm not going back for weekly checkups with my doc because he's in, he's in county lockup. Um, so it was a number of months before I found out what had happened. Another doctor, the hospital recruited another doctor, came in town. I go into his office, show him my hand. You have to kind of tell him what all's happened, and he can kind of tell. And he's like, you know, why can't you straighten your finger out? Show him what all I've been doing. He literally threw his dictaphone across the room and hit the wall and walks outside the hall and screams at his nurse to get that damn therapist on the phone. Well, I found out then I'd been treated completely wrong, so my motivation was like, I mean, I always thought it was kind of a cool career when I was in there watching all the stuff that they would do, and I was like, well, I want to do that and make sure that nobody else ends up like me. And, you know, my, my hopes and dreams of being Ryan Sandberg are gone now. <laughs> Had nothing to do with not being able to hit a curveball real well. But, um, but so in all seriousness, that's, that's kind of where it started was, uh, was, was getting treated um, for the extreme opposite injury. I mean, obviously that's a mallet finger. He was treating me for boutonniere deformity. I mean, those, those, the only way those things are close are that they're both in the finger. So... Um, that, that was kind of my motivation, um, you know, kind of fast forward, went to Mississippi State undergrad, went to University of Mississippi Medical Center for PT school, um, you know, worked in a, in a few different settings, uh, but almost all surrounding, you know, outpatient orthopedic injuries and have just been blessed with a lot of good mentors 
um, to help me grow, and I became really interested in the business side of medicine um, and how you can still deliver really quality medicine. Um, and we'll get into here in a second as to why I did this, but um, not just quality medicine, but medicine that's that's outside the box, that's different than you're going to get down the street and still have a, a a great business and a great product that uh, that you can be proud of um, financially as well. And uh, I had a lot of mentors uh, along the way. Um, you know, from my first job at a level one trauma center, you know, all the way to the last company where I was COO and president uh, before starting uh, D1 Sports Medicine. Um, kind of touching on that, how did you get started up with D1? Kind of how did you meet these guys? And then we'll jump back to Adam and kind of let him talk a little bit about the beginning history of it. But how did you get hooked up with them? Kind of what interested you with them? Um, sure. So, um, the gentleman who started D1 Sports Training, uh, Will Bartholomew, who is uh, a Nashville kid, uh, you know, grew up in Nashville, played high school ball in Nashville, and then went on and played at Tennessee. He was on their national championship team in 1999. And uh, y'all may actually have a good team this year for, I don't know, first time in the last decade. Uh, there you go. But... <laughs> but um, then went on and played for the Broncos. His first year in Broncos camp, blew his knee out, uh, came back to Nashville and, and wanted to be in the health industry and started uh, a training company, which kind of was born and became D1 Sports Training. Um, and I'll let Adam kind of talk about how therapy started with D1. Um, but I had met Will years ago, literally in his early days, which were about – 0102-ish maybe, 03-ish, somewhere in that range. Yeah, that's probably about right. Um, when he first started, I, I met him. <laughs> um, honestly, as weird as this is, I can't even remember who introduced us, but we met, uh, and then he came to Birmingham one day when I was still in Birmingham, and um, uh, we met with a local physician and uh, an, an old partner, business partner of mine, and we toured around Birmingham, and he looked at possibly putting a facility down there, which he then did years later, but not at the time. And uh, so, you know, we kind of at arm's length kept in touch, but, you know, I was in another company. Things were great. You know, we didn't even talk about joining forces. Fast forward to, I guess, 2010, and myself and a gentleman named Charlie Hall who at the time, um, you know, we were the COO and president of another company, another rehab company, and we decided to we decided to leave and to move on um, and do our own thing. Um, you know, nothing nothing negative. Um, you know, we just you know we were we were worker bees there and, and had really helped build a great product. Um, but you know, two things. One, we uh, uh, we built a therapy product, and that was really the biggest thing. We, we had built a great therapy product, okay. but that was kind of all it was. Um, there wasn't really a lot of other value adds to this therapy product. It was also a physician partnership model uh, similar to what we have today with D1 Sports Medicine, uh, partnering with orthopedic surgeons and medical centers, etc. But uh, we didn't add a lot of value adds to it. 
and um, the principals didn't really want to. They liked what we had, and that was fine. It was a great business. But they didn't really want to get into a lot of other value adds and a lot of other things. And so we, you know, okay, no problem. Um, what Charlie and I decided to do is we wanted to get into those other value adds. We wanted to be able to bring other values to our physician partners, whatever that may be. It may be a billing service. It may be DME. It may be a different brand of therapy besides just doing thrower 10 with somebody that's got an overhead, you know, injury. And um, so that is what led us to starting another company. And uh, when we originally left in 2010, we started another company that was not D1 Sports Medicine. Um, it was a company called MedX's Healthcare. And, um, but very quickly uh, after starting that company, um, bumped back into Will, you know, how the world works. And uh, start having some conversations, and he's like, hey, guys, um, you know, really didn't think y'all would ever leave what y'all had, but now that y'all have, I've got this business over here that's got great training, it's got great medical partners, it's got great athlete partners, so it's got three really good legs to the stool, and it's got a fourth leg, it's got therapy, it's got a good guy that's kind of leading that therapy who happens to be on this podcast with us, um, but it, it, it's not what it needs to be, and that leg is kind of weak, and uh, not saying Adam's weak, we can get into what, what was not working, it, it was the model that was not working, it was not the execution, and so can y'all... Can y'all help with that? So at first we toyed about just helping, like being a consultant or whatever. And then real quickly we, we figured, no, let's just join forces. Let's start a separate business called D1 Sports Medicine, and let's make that leg not only strong, but let's make it the strongest part. Let's, 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 let's dominate with that leg of the stool so that now we really can have that part of the business um, that we that I talked about a second ago that can have all these other value adds. I had met Adam by this point. We had talked. Um, it was like, man, we've got a great foundation. We can now have a product that delivers phenomenal care that is outside the box. That, that I'll let Adam talk about. I'm not going to steal his thunder, but but really kind of delivers a type of brand of therapy that's not out there in the marketplace because it what. There's some other people trying to emulate it today, but in 2010, there was nobody doing it. Um, um, and then we can bring the, all these things and package them together and, and bring them to our medical partners um, in a way that nobody else is doing. And so that's, that's really why we formed it six years ago, and it's been a phenomenal ride ever since. Uh, I know Adam is chomping the bit to get in, kind of to touch on that. Um, Adam, touch a little bit on kind of how you got started with D1 um, way back when, um, what you've seen kind of grow over the years and, and kind of where we are now. I'll let you kind of touch on uh, that and go from there. Yeah, awesome. Man, that, that was great. And, and you know, it, it fires me up to, to hear that and to to think about the history, you're, you're really quickly going to see is, uh, and what I'm going to do is uh, try to bridge the gap between, uh, you know, the the uh, where Greg talked about the the origination of D1 and and then you know the uh, D1 Sports Medicine formation and and you know there was a, a, a time period in there where a, a lot of things were born and born out of struggle, uh, but. <clears throat> 
that's what I, I want to try to do. But but first of all, Greg, man, way to go on uh, uh, giving away your uh, age with the Ron Sandberg quote and uh, <laughs> the, the, the use of uh, the use of dominate in conversation. Will would be so proud. Uh, <laughs> Rhino, man, come on. Uh, I almost went right. Sean Dunstan, but there's no way I could throw the ball across the diamond as hard as he can. <laughs> Both solid choices. Yeah. Both solid choices. Maybe a little Glenn Hubbard in there. Who knows? Yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, it, it, it's amazing how the world works. Like Greg said, um, I started with D1 uh, actually the, the day after Labor Day. Uh, so uh, next Tuesday uh, will be 11 years. Um, so uh, I guess I'm giving away my age there. Yeah. But um, uh uh, day after Labor Day of, of 05, uh, Knoxville was the, the first offshoot. Uh, so Knoxville and Memphis offshot uh, about the same time. Um, there were some guys that, that were uh, getting going uh, in Nashville, doing it kind of part-time with, with uh, uh, the, the, other, the, the other things that, that they were working on there and, and uh, you know, were, were support to me and getting started. But uh, Knoxville was the first full-time clinic. Um, uh, like I mentioned, uh, it, it was a great uh, uh, partnership and a, and a great opportunity for me. In hindsight, uh, I had uh, you know had some good experiences and and in similar areas. But like Greg said, the, there really was no template to follow or uh, or nothing along the line of what we were trying to create um, at the time. So uh, 05, uh, I was actually part of a company that that managed therapy for the orthopedic partner. Uh, in, in Knoxville there, and, and uh, uh, like I said, uh, given my history, it was the natural choice to uh, to go and, and tackle that. Um, <clears throat> so went over and did that, and uh, got it started. And, and I think it's so important to you know to to know where you're going to understand where you came from. So uh, even to back up a little more, uh, especially in the early years, we tried to be so focused. Uh, on our corporate mission. Our corporate mission is to be the place for the athlete. Uh, and every day uh, I walked in the door and, and, you know, saw the D1 and the place for the athlete on the side of the building. I'm so thankful for that because it kept kept us focused uh, on what we were trying to accomplish, what we were called to be, uh, and uh, really trying to, to answer that call. And, um, you know, Greg uh, talked a lot about Will and the whole reason that therapy is involved uh, with D1, uh, you know, Will started training some athletes, like Greg said, you know, 01, 02, 03 uh, time frame uh, after his uh, days with the Broncos. And um, and his career was very abbreviated uh, based on his talent. You know, he's a big dude, worked hard, uh, team captain at Tennessee. I mean, you know, you, you got to be a dynamic guy. And, and, you know, that's one of the things I'm most appreciative for even today. Uh, his uh, capacity to, to motivate and, and to speak and to uh, you know get us all fired up so we can so we can dominate all right Greg um, that's right baby so, and he was cut short due to injury as well correct correct and yeah. you know he, he started to uh, in in hindsight connect that back to some injuries he'd had as a kid and you know being pushed into what I call the sterile medical environment uh, or uh, uh, you know, being in uh, the only thing that was available during that time frame, which was more of a, a standard therapy um, 
clinic and, and environment and culture uh, as a kid, I mean, that, that wasn't appealing to him at all. And he felt like it definitely impeded his progress and his capacity to uh, address his issues. And, and that culminated uh, later in life and uh, detriment to his career and, and real challenges. So um, th that was really the driving force uh, in in every decision we made. So uh, please hear that story and, and understand that um, to, to be the place for the athlete, we were solely focused uh, on that and, and uh, you know, to the point where it created challenges for us along the way. Uh, we set it up uh, like a training room. We, we made every attempt to create a comfortable environment where an athlete could come in, um, be in their element, uh, you know, minimize uh, or deter any adverse psychological effects, you know, being around the, the healthy kids doing the training. It, it was such a stimulating environment, and, and we did everything possible to create the right experience for that athlete for them to be able to um, have a, an optimal experience. And, and, you know, no different than me growing up, no different than Greg growing up, no different than Will growing up. We all would have loved to have a place that really met us where we were, uh, fulfilled our need, uh, and and set us back on the right path. So, uh, you know, I always say that uh, my goal with every athlete that came to the door was at the end of this process, they would be thankful for their injury. And that sounds crazy. Uh, but, uh, you know, we wanted to uh, be the place for the athlete and represent that so well that at the end of that experience, they came out better and stronger and and a truly um, integrating training and therapy. So I said our corporate mission is to be the place for the athlete. Well, our, our secondary um, missions are, uh, you know, obviously from a, a therapy standpoint to be the place for the injured athlete, but uh, number two is to truly integrate training and therapy uh, and to have those things be so seamless uh, that that they're they're not even really considered two separate uh, modalities or two separate pathways. So uh, all of that and and I feel our third subset mission-wise is to to bridge the gap between traditional rehab, uh, quote unquote, and and actual return to sport and activity. And and you know especially at the time, I think the uh, therapy world is is getting better and better at, at integrating those two things, but that was a substantial gap, and and that was something that, that we had to uh, to fulfill. But I was going to say, uh, not to interrupt, on those lines, kind of you said, place for the athlete and bridging the gap and, and your brand, kind of what what is your approach to therapy? Um, I'm sure over the years it's obviously changed and, and molded um, from your time originally starting with D1 to kind of what it is now. Um, what kind of gave you your background, kind of who do you pull off of? Um, what, what is your approach to be, quote-unquote, the different place and, and uh, more holistic approach? Yeah, uh, love it. And, and you know, I, I try to learn from everybody. I feel like there there's value and and even things you don't agree with. Uh, and if anything, it, it, you know, solidifies what you believe. And, and um so I'm a very eclectic learner, and you can probably attest to uh, just how eclectic our, our protocol matrix is. Uh, I always say, you know, fear the guy who says there that that there's only one way, and it's my way. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of different ways, but you know, as far as 
uh, influence, uh, you know, not to, at the, the risk of sounding like a, a cop-out answer, I think the, the most influence has come from uh, the patients and the athletes and, you know, those, those early therapists who we banded together and, and tried to create some reproducibility and, uh, you know, um, just came together and said, how can we produce a process that, that we can all use and learn from and, and ensure that we are representing our brand appropriately uh, so we can continue to exist, but, uh, but also um, uh, even above that, um, to best serve our population and to be who we are. So uh, I think we were so blessed. Uh, we had unbelievable facilities, um, you know, state-of-the-art facilities. We had unbelievable human bodies to learn from and, and to, um, to, to start the process. And, and like Greg said, there, there really was no template. Uh, and, and you know, it's amazing to look back on the, the protocol matrix we have now uh, and, and just see how it was birthed. It was birthed out of that challenge and, and you know, challenge equals change. It forced us uh, to change and, and to, to grow. Um, Very good. But that, that was, that, that molded what we call now the, the D1 way. So we approach uh, every patient interaction and, and every treatment and every uh, component of each treatment interaction just as an athlete would approach their craft. Uh, so, you know, I always say, yeah, how would you treat this person if they were in the Super Bowl this coming Sunday? You know, what, what's, uh, what, what can we do to, uh, to make even a 1% difference in their care and, and what can we do to uh, act with urgency and, you know, an athlete approaches their craft uh, with urgency and with forethought and they understand that, um, that there are ramifications to their actions uh, and we try to approach our processes in the same way. Within D1 we, we have character words. Uh, and you know that's a big component of the, the training process and you know they break down after every training session with uh, the character word of the month things like responsibility accountability determination dedication uh, being fearless um, uh, respect honor perseverance confidence discipline integrity uh, and being selfless and and all of those things we try uh, our best to, to integrate uh, into um, our processes as therapists and, and how we treat people uh, and um, how we uh, approach our craft and how we develop protocols and uh, we really try to, to integrate those um, principles in, into what we do. Uh, so no different than um, uh, an athlete would exhaust every angle uh, to gain any edge. Um, you know, they may eat Greg loves my um, analogy of, uh, you know, an athlete may eat four almonds at 1032 if they know they're going to train at 11 o'clock just to be properly fueled, uh, <laughs> you know, to, to that level of detail. That's what we strive uh, to produce uh, and really act with urgency and, and you know, hold our, our partners accountable, hold ourselves accountable, hold our patients accountable. And you see how those character words, when applied to 
uh, all aspects of the situation uh, can really create uh, a process that that is impactful and, and meaningful and you know what we are uh, called to be which is the place for the athlete so we take all those and then we we partner with uh, great people that, that help us accomplish that mission uh, you know groups like Fusionetics or or my buddy Dave Graston and, and things that that can help us deepen our brand and and be who we are and um, that really creates our our mindset mindset is the the matrix to which you make all your decisions so um, being able to, to operate in that mindset and and uh, provide a, a, a daily level of care and patient interaction is is uh, is awesome and it's what uh, keeps me motivated and and what I'm so thankful for uh, you know all of the struggles I wasn't thankful for our business model for a long time <laughs> to say talk, the least talk uh, a little bit. Talk a little bit too about you know obviously where you've seen the company come from when it started to where it is now. Um, where do you hope to see it go? What do you want to see? What are your personal goals? Um, what do you want to see from a clinic standpoint, from a therapist standpoint, from integration? Kind of talk a little about where you hope to see it go. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And and you know talk about where it came from. Um, that's a whole nother podcast in and of itself too. We started with uh, with zero infrastructure in a realm that there was no template. So uh, you know we we spent a lot of time just figuring things out. You know down to the documentation and you know if we're going to create this uh, training room atmosphere and people just come in and hop on a table like you do in a training room, how do we collect copays and how, you know all of those uh, structural challenges. Uh, were part of the process initially, but uh, we never faced uh, one of those challenges and gave in at the expense of um, being true to our mission and, and never gave in at the expense of being the place for the athlete. So, uh, you know, that was, um, you know, at, at times uh, challenging, at least detrimental uh, at worst. Um, but we're able to, to keep going through that and, and uh, create the, the processes that we have now. So I hope any you know future uh, employees that may come back and listen to this understand what you have at your disposal. You've got you know a decade of, of mistakes <laughs> and uh, a decade of you know unbelievable athletes and and working through the process day to day to be able to draw from because we really tried to create that matrix and and uh, encapsulate that as much as possible to to give you something to draw from so don't take it lightly you know you really uh, take those protocols and and things seriously but um you know as far as uh, where we're headed uh, I'll tell you a, a quick story you know in my process of uh, transitioning um, out of you know, daily clinic interaction into what I'm doing now, which which we'll talk about later, uh, has some interesting conversations uh, with uh, a lot of my my buddies who are, are physicians uh, back home, and you know found the, some interesting revelations as far as their view of, of therapy world in general and it was uh, disconcerting and, and really spurred in me um, the, the need to 
kind of get after everybody and and whoever was was in Abilene a few years ago can remember my my passionate rant I guess uh, is what I'll call it you guys may use a different word from passionate but uh, just what what we what we've got to accomplish and uh, you know I see and I tell the story of you know the the first um, D1 uh, therapy Retreat or, or uh, continue education weekend conference, whatever you want to call it, was was like in my living room with four people, <laughs> and, and, and even at that point, uh, I shared with them one of uh, one of my goals was for us to be a national leader, uh, and uh, I just knew from the very beginning, with all that the blessings that we had, uh, if. We didn't accomplish that. We were not a good steward of those blessings. Uh, so I um, uh, saw it even then. Um, and you know, to answer your question as to where I want to see us in the future is to be a national leader. But uh, but considering my conversations uh, with those uh, physicians and and you know, a couple of them bluntly said, well, if I don't have this setting to send my athletes or my patients to. I probably just won't send them anywhere. Uh, so that was um, jolting to me and really helped me understand uh, that if we're going to be true to ourselves and be who we're called to be, that's gonna that's gonna require us to, you know, one be on our game, but two, elevate the rest of the profession. Uh, and for right. us to, to innovate and, and do things and, and try things and uh, partner with, with great people, like I said, uh, and, and deepen our brand and, and continue to strive uh, every day to get 1% better, uh, just like an athlete does uh, who's trying to, to win a championship so uh, we can inspire you know, the profession in general uh, to elevate themselves, uh, and that's where where I think we need to be. Very good, very good. Greg, I'll bring you in. Uh, you may have missed the tail end of that. Kind of Adam was touching on where he wanted to see from a therapy standpoint go in the future, um, both also bringing you in from the therapy side, but from kind of the business side and the, and the sports medicine side, what what is your goals? Like where do you want to see the company? What would you like to see happen, whether that's clinic numbers or just in general from a product quality? Kind of what do you want to see uh, – in the near future and then also down the road. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it, it's kind of twofold. One, um, I, I'm going to actually steal a little line from Adam, but it's a good one that I use quite often now, especially after going to a seminar and hearing some of the, the principles of this company. But uh, if you kind of go with uh, the Truett Cathy um, principles, and uh, for, for those of you in the the, the podcast world, if you don't know who Truett Cathy is, um, he, not, he, he not only is a great businessman and a, a great man of faith, uh, but he makes the best chicken sandwich in the world. Uh, he's the founder of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so um, I'm fairly certain he puts crack in those things. But, um, but you know, one of his, uh, you know, one of his uh, sayings and, and, you know, missions and, you know, mantras, if you will, is uh, you know get get better before you get bigger, and uh, I think we've done that. Um, but I don't want to ever lose sight of that. Um, no matter how well we do from a business standpoint, no matter how well we do financially, 
no matter how well we're doing on the business side of you know the 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 fence if you will with the company i don't want to grow and lose sight of being better and not even just like how good is it status quo like getting better so you know adam and i've had lots of conversations about this over the years and uh, i'm sure you and Thomas have seen this in other companies. Um, it's not just healthcare. I mean, can can kind of become real important in healthcare when you're dealing with somebody's, you know, life. I know therapy; it's not life and death like brain surgery, but it can be life and death to somebody's kind of soul, almost, if you will, if they can't get back to what you know makes them happy. Um, so. Um, that's a long-winded answer. That's kind of an Adam answer to start this with. Uh, <laughs> Love it. You know, with with let's make sure we're better first. So I want to make sure that's uh, you know prefaced. And I know everybody on this call understands that, but I want to make sure all the people listening truly understand. We don't want to grow for the sake of growing. We don't want to grow just because there's an opportunity in Des Moines, Iowa, or in Chicago, Illinois, or wherever it may be. Um, we want to make sure we're better and we're things better tomorrow than we did today and doing things better next week than we're doing them tomorrow um, before we grow. Um, so that being said, now, where would I like to see us? Uh, where would I like to see us be? Um, just like Adam said, I would like to see us, you know, kind of be the dominant force in therapy in the country. Now, does that mean have the most clinics? No, not necessarily. I mean, you know, Select's got, you know, 800 clinics. ATI's got 800 clinics. I, I, I don't really want to be that big. I don't want to have a 1,000 clinics across the country because, quite frankly, I think it's pretty hard to keep the type of product we have when you get that big. So I don't mean big, uh, dominant by being the largest. I mean, by being the, the best at what we do, elevating the, the game, if you will, of all of the profession, but especially anybody that's inside the confines of a building that's got D1 or powered by D1 on the side of it or on the sleeves of any of the therapists that are inside it. Um, that, number one. Number two, being the place where when anybody says, oh, man, Ryan, you work for D1? Oh, man, you know, I've heard of that place. That's... And that's where y'all use like, you know, jump stretch bands and TRX straps and all these things. I mean, how do y'all do that and treat, you know, you know, a 75-year-old with a total joint and do that? Or, man, don't y'all just treat the Peyton Mannings of the world, right? Um, and to be able to tell them, you know, yeah, that that's what our mission is based upon, but it's we treat everybody like that because it's a mindset. It doesn't mean you have to be in the NFL to come here. Um and then what does that look like as far as number of locations? Uh, I, I don't really harp on number of locations, but when asked, I say I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to have 100 locations across the country, um, you know, spaced out. Um, and if we're less than that, fine. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. If we're, if we're more than that, hey, that's great as long as we're delivering the product that we are delivering today um, in an even better format with good people. Um, that's, that's really the bottom line, but if kind of wanting to see where we are from a, from a national player is a visual ability, um, visibility, excuse me there, you can edit that out, a visibility <laughs> standpoint and, uh, 
um, and, and a national player that kind of dominates the market and the type of therapy we provide and, you know, around 100 locations. Uh, I was going to ask my next question, kind of what do you feel makes D1 different than others? But I feel like you kind of answered that there to not not grow for the sake of growing um, and to make sure everything is quality before quantity. Um, from what I'm getting from you, anything else you want to touch on that? Or is well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's mostly around that. I mean, obviously where we differ still, I think, is our product. Um, I, I, Adam said it earlier. I've said it earlier. There's some other people out there now um, that are, you know, playing in the sandbox that, that we are and, and how we provide therapy and kind of integrating um, traditional therapy and, you know, sports performance, functional training, and kind of marrying those two. There, there's, there's other folks doing it. Um, you know, we were the first, and uh, I think we have, you know, probably got that can further down the road than most. Um, that is a, is a huge difference maker. Um, two, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to say it. Um, a lot, not all, and I'm not going to name any names, but a lot of uh, places where you go to therapy that are large. I'm not talking about the guy down the street who set up shop, um, you know, may have a couple locations, but a lot of them, when you're running a large corporation, you can't, what's the quality in El Paso? or, you know, in Las Vegas, you know, you're looking at spreadsheets and you're looking at, well, okay, if I've got a clinic in a metropolitan area, for example, let's use, you know, uh, we, can, we can use Memphis for an example. You know, three of us are in the Memphis market on this call and you've got a clinic that's making X dollars, say it's making $100,000, but you're losing a few referrals um, that are five miles away then it's worth it to open another clinic five miles away. You may pull $40,000 of profit away from this location and 40% of your business from this location because they're going to now go to this one. It's a little closer five miles away. Even though you may pick up 10% more with a new location, but you just went through a whole lot of effort and a whole lot of time and a whole lot of man hours to just make, you know, be $10,000 more in profit. And so it's completely being looked at as a profit play. When you look at the bottom line, yes, that was a smart move because you now have two clinics, say, that are making $110,000 total or $120,000 total instead of one that was making $100,000. So for the company, that was a smart move. Well, but was it a smart move in the man hours that it took in the – you know, well, or, or did you have to lay off staff or did you have to make staff drive or move or change hours? What toll did it take on the lives of the people in your company and the patients that you treat and the physicians that refer to you to make that extra $20,000? So, again, I, I don't know if that answer completely answered your question, but it's... Uh, I hope it did, but that that's kind yeah. of the gist of it is, you know, it, it's it's getting better before we get better, quality before profits, but if you do it all right, you know, if you take care of the patients and you take care of the employees, the rest will take care of itself. Very good. Very hey, Adam, good. I think with 
kind of Greg made mention of it with the the mindset. Uh, and I know that's something we talk a lot about here at D1. Uh, will you talk a little bit about that and how the mindset that we have that makes us different? Yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, like I alluded to earlier, uh, I think your mindset is the the matrix through which you make all your decisions, and uh, I've learned that along the way. And and uh, um, I feel like if you create the the right mindset, you, you guys remember when I first came to your clinic to to go through, you know, how you integrate training into therapy. Uh, the the very first thing we talked about was mindset, and, and uh, that's been one of the biggest divergences for for all of us coming from traditional settings, which was all that existed prior to to us. And you know, we say all that existed. There were um, people doing it, and and just not on the scale that we were trying to accomplish, or uh, really creating the the reproducibility or the infrastructure to be able to uh, train it and implement it in in other markets. So uh, not to discredit anybody else's uh, you know positive impact on the world, uh, you know that's not what we're trying to do at all. Um, but uh, uh, feel like that that's where it started, and if you create the the right mindset and the right matrix, it really doesn't matter what you put into that matrix. It's going to come out on the other side as right. Uh, so if we can stay focused on being the place for the athlete and uh, daily, every day, getting better, uh, you know. If you stay focused on getting better, bigger takes care of itself. Uh, you know that, that's a byproduct. Like Greg mentioned, that that's not our our sole focus, uh, but it, it's gonna happen if we stay true to to what we're trying to accomplish. So if we can uh, approach every day with the the mindset of being the place for the athlete and to uh, to get better, um, then everything else is gonna take care of itself. You know, we want to. Uh, we want to define what an athlete is, and we say everyone's an athlete. Everyone has, uh, you know, physical goals in life, whether it's, you know, um, like Greg said, Peyton Manning, you know, trying to get back for, uh, uh, you know, a, a Super Bowl uh, championship run, uh, former ball, uh, and, uh, or, you know, the, the grandmother who, who is just trying to, to get back to, to where she can take, uh, going a walk with her grandkids on a, a sunny afternoon and, and enjoy life. We, we want to provide each person that comes through the door the platform that will allow them to win, uh, whether it's sports uh, or life. Uh, and, you know, integrating training and therapy is our, our path of choice and, and had great results and, and positive outcomes and, and hopefully impacted uh, a lot of lives, which, you know, uh, if uh, anyone who's had longevity in this profession, uh, that's got to be your ultimate goal. Uh, you know, to if you didn't get in this to impact lives, uh, it's going to be a short-lived process for you. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, with uh, especially with the challenges that we see today with um, you know healthcare in general and and reimbursement and things. Uh, all of those challenges can. Uh, can impact your, your true motive. So if we can stay focused on our mission and create the right mindset, uh, everything else is, is going to take care of itself. Very good, very good. Yeah, just to touch on that a little bit, attitude plays a big part in that, I think, um, both of the therapist and of the athlete and or patient, which therapist and uh, has a big play in their attitude. Amen. Um, kind of Amen. How, you, how you present it each day. 
And if Whether we're going to be the place for the athlete, we, we kind of can't say no. We, we've got to find a way. You know, so many, uh, it, it kind of makes me cringe when, when I hear people say, oh, I was told I could never run again or I could never do this. Uh, you know, uh, we want to find a way to, to uh, like Greg said, uh, allow people to, to be who they are and provide them with what they need to so they can accomplish things that, and that make them who they are and be able to do that on a, a daily basis. And, and if it's, you know, uh, some semblance or, or some uh, alternate form of that, you know, we got to find it. Um, lastly, kind of as we wrap up, I was going to have you, Adam, kind of talk a little bit. Um, it's, it's interesting to me kind of what you're doing now um, based off of it. It's interesting to me because it's just what you talk about. It's bridging the gap. It's, um, it is putting everything together, I feel like, um, kind of how you got into it. Um, but not only that, kind of what you're doing now with, for those who don't know, uh, on the PGA Tour with some guys, um, I'll let you kind of touch on that. But um, it's a real life, to me, kind of proof and example of exactly what D1 wants to do, and that's to take uh, an injured athlete, a patient, whatever it is, get them back to full form. But not only get them back to full form, but better. Um, better than ever, and um, I feel like you're living proof of that with some of the guys you're with. Um, I think you've done that, and that's kind of where you are now. So I'll let you pick up there and kind of say what you're doing now and give a quick quick little uh, synopsis, kind of how you got into it, and, and uh, we'll finish up there. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. And, and you know, you're exactly right, and, and I hope you can kind of pull the thread of how all this came together and, and understand, you know, how – uh, you know, we started in the early years and, and you know, myself and, and Pablo and Josh and Chris and, and some of the early folks, you know, started the process. And then, you know, Greg and, and Charlie came along at, at the exact perfect time. We had reached a, a, a number of clinics um, that, that uh, you know, really challenged our infrastructure uh, and um, created the, the necessity for them uh, to integrate what, what they had accomplished and, and marry that with what we had accomplished on the, on the clinical side and create something that was great. And, and I hope you can understand that, that you know, Craig and I aren't, aren't just saying, you know, we want to be national leaders just, you know, out of arrogance or, or ego. It's really just uh, because we... Uh, appreciate what we have and we appreciate all those contributions that have led us to this point and um, we understand the difference and, and that process has been true and not without challenge and has created a great end and you know my process has has done the same thing I started working with you know some uh, professional athletes and and things and and just my experience up to that point had uh, created um, my uh, ability to uh, be able to address a, a lot of different things. So what I do now is is travel uh, full time, uh, 25 to 30 weeks a year, uh, primarily with uh, athletes on the PGA Tour, and I implement a, a combined uh, training, therapy, injury prevention uh, type of model uh, with them daily. So manage their workouts, manage. Uh, what we're trying to accomplish uh, and support what we're trying to accomplish from a training standpoint with the therapy component, be able to, to mitigate uh, any adverse effects from that. 
uh, or really support uh, what we're trying to accomplish and then merge it all with uh, what they're trying to accomplish from an athletic standpoint and, and working with their swing coach or their um, you know processes uh, to, to truly wrap that up. Um, able to work with you know other sports as well uh, you've got some uh, uh, baseball guys their their offseason coincides with um, you know if you call golf offseason and offseason the the few weeks there <laughs> <laughs> they pretty much go year-round but uh, able to, to work with some guys then and and you know keep a UFC guys and and uh, just integrate all the processes that, that uh, we have learned to be so impactful and in the process uh, along the way and along this journey, be able to wrap that up and, and uh, hopefully support those people with, uh, with platforms and uh, be able to, to help them maintain that platform and, and hopefully you know, be better athletes, but but also hopefully better guys in the process too. So uh, it's been amazing, and and I am so fortunate to be around those people uh, who, who challenge me daily and and challenge challenge my accountability and challenge my integrity. You, you can't let up when you're dealing with the best in the world, um, right. because uh, they're the best in the world because they don't let up. So right. uh, you 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 better bring it. And I'm so thankful that that they create that, and, and, and such good people and, and good guys. I'm so so thankful and blessed. But it, it has created, uh, you know, if we're going to be training integrated therapy, um, you know, it, it's allowed me to to live in a world uh, that we can continue to to push the limits of that. So it's very been good. a great experience and a great process. Very good, very good. I think we could probably have a whole podcast on that one day. Maybe uh, maybe we will. But uh, anything go. else uh, from you guys? Uh, any other input? Anything else? Well, that's. I think we've touched most no, everything. Kind of who we are, where we came from, where we're going, um, and hope to uh, touch more in the future. No, yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, thanks for having us on. Absolutely, love. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. All right, y'all have a good day.